We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Dynasty Cast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network and our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to tune in to the middle of the show for you to get your 100% deposit match on your first deposit at Underdog. Coming in a little bit later. Now, we're back. We're better than ever. Um, actually, not better than ever. We're missing Dan again. <laughs> uh, Dan's got a golf tournament, hashtag golf, golf tournament. And so, therefore, it is your boy. Nathan, Nathan Powell, Nate Dog, Nate Dizzle, all those fun things on the microphone. And you know me, uh, when Nathan comes, uh, you know, half prepared for a solo show, we get into a very, uh, you know, simple theme. And so, you know what time it is. We did this a few months ago. Now we're going to do it today on, I'm recording on July 5th, 2022. On July 5th, 2022, we're going to do 32 teams, 32 takes, in roughly 32 minutes. So, we're brought to, brought to you by Underdog. These facts should be great for your Underdog fantasy teams. And so, they're not facts, they're mostly opinions. But, we will get into the show, 32 takes in 32 minutes with 32 NFL teams. So, we have, we're going to start off, we're going to go alphabetical order and by conference. So, we'll start off with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to try and not have the same exact 32 takes that I had last time. And so I'm going to try and think backwards and forwards and sideways. So my first take for the Arizona Cardinals is that James Conner will be a bust in redraft and will be overvalued in Dynasty Fantasy Football. I think that a lot of his upside is baked into his touchdown production. And yes, there's, there's a chance that that touchdown production repeats in 2022. But I think that, you know, the, the mathematics of it are more likely than not his touchdowns will decrease in 2022, which will then result in his value being decreased because he was a bit touchdown dependent in the 2021 season. And so we'll see if an increase, if he gets an increase in, in touches or if those touches go elsewhere from the departure of one Chase Edmonds. 
Our next one is the Atlanta Falcons. So the Atlanta Falcons, they recently acquired Brian Edwards via trade. And I think that some of some of the uh, Twitter sphere, some of the Brian Edwards fans, I think that obviously this is the case with any player that that has quote unquote busted or or looked poor in his first few seasons. But people cling on to hope. People cling on to that this is the year and all those things with with guys like Brian Edwards. So I might be fighting a straw man here, but I'm going to go out on a gigantic limb and say that this is not the year for Brian Edwards. That he is appropriately valued as a guy in the late teens of of a startup or late teens even a redraft, league, maybe even later than redraft. Um, I, I think that this offense is going to be dominated by Drake London and Kyle Pitts. They're much more talented than Brian Edwards. And I, I think that for the most part, this offense, what you're going to want to do is take the quarterback. I think both Mariota and Ritter are going to be, you know, solid for fantasy, not, nothing too fantastic for real life. Um, and I think that um, they'll, they'll be able to support Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but not much after those two. And Carl Patterson to an extent as well. Next, we have the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are one of the more high high volatility franchises in, in the NFL and in Dynasty right now. And I think that with Justin Fields, I'm a huge believer in Justin Fields, so I'm, I'm leaning on that offense becoming much better than it was in 2021. And I think that people are currently undervaluing two things. Dave Montgomery's ability, if the offense improves, and also, if it doesn't improve, the worst case scenario in Dynasty is, you know, quote unquote, worst case scenario is the Bears have a bad season and then Montgomery walks to a better offense. Obviously, there's other worst case scenarios where it's like, okay, they, they have a, the Justin Fields is terrible, the offense is terrible, and then Montgomery resigns. But basically, I'm talking about, I think that if the Bears are a bad offense, I think they aren't likely to go out of their way to resign a, a running back. And so uh, if, the, if the offense succeeds, I think that they'll definitely want to try and make, uh, to try and retain Dave Montgomery. So I'm in on Dave Montgomery at his price. He's probably being valued around like a mid first, maybe. I don't see him fetching an early first at this point. And I think that, you know, he has a pretty high floor for, you know, guys that are going around his range. Next, we have the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Um, this might just be an example of the of I saw one trade happen in one of my leagues and now I'm overvaluing that one trade happening. But I do think that people are over assuming the recovery of Michael Gallup. Uh, he did have his injury in 2022. So I, I'd be very surprised if we see him even before midseason. And, you know, with those lower body injuries, you just never know how players are going are to come back from. Them. So I, I think that the primary, my primary takeaway is that I'm heavy on CD Lamb. He's going to be getting a deluge of targets. Um, I think Schultz slightly benefits from the absence of Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. I'm not like overly, you know, over the moon about a day two, a late day two running back or wide receiver, or I guess, you know, around three wide receiver uh, on day two of, of the NFL draft. I'm not saying go out and, and smash Jalen Tolbert because Michael Gallup is not going to come back because I think it's a lot easier to, to stomach buying Schultz and Lamb at their, uh, at their higher price tags because they aren't as reliant on, on the Michael Gallup not coming back or, or not coming back to full strength. I think that Tolbert is a little bit of a bet on the non-recovery of, of Gallup. So, I mean, if I'm, I'm, and I slightly am in the camp of worried about Gallup's injury, maybe I need to go out and look at some Jalen Tolbert shares. 
Next, we have the Detroit Lions. I, I feel like every every time that we have an NFL team that is accumulating draft picks, you know, over time, uh, like the Detroit Lions are, they become a, a common talking point in Dynasty, especially on this podcast. You know, the Brown, we used to have basically a weekly Brown segment uh, when they had all those first round picks for so many years. Um, but from a redraft perspective, I like and redraft in like a win now perspective. I like Jared Goff. Uh, I, I think that he is going he, like it's not like he has there's a, a threat to his job. It's not like he is going to um, lose his job in 2021 or he's not going to lose his job in 2022. He's not expected to win games for the Detroit Lions, and he is going to have a high volume passing offense with DeAndre Swift and T.J. Hawkinson and Jameson Williams and T.J. Chark. Oh, that, I guess that, this is my other this is my other Detroit Lions take. I'm, I'm overtaking here. My other Detroit Lions take is, why is DJ Chark, like, very low in redraft ranking, redraft ADP, you know, going 13th, 14th round, if not later? I think it's nuts. Um, I think that, you know, you still have the injury to Jameson Williams that could make DJ Chark being the wide receiver one early in the season. Once again, high-volume passing offense. So I'm big on DJ Chark, uh, especially in, in redraft at, at a very cheap to free price tag. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. What are we doing with the Green Bay Packers? We are going to completely avoid the backfield. Um, I, I know it, it. it's a common take, like when you have a complicated backfield, you're just like, I'll let someone else handle it. I'm very much letting someone else handle the A.J. Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones backfield for, two, for basically one reason. They are both very expensive for a timeshare. Aaron, in, in redraft at least, he's going in the top three rounds, Aaron Jones. And in Dynasty, I'm assuming he's a, probably a top five round pick. And A.J. Dillon's like a seventh or eighth round pick in redraft and probably a fifth or sixth round pick in dynasty. I I would, for me, I would rather pay the premium on one of them when one of them gets hurt than pay for their current price and have to split a backfield like, like they're going to do. I, I think that they're, they're going to disappoint some, some managers because yes, they're both very good running backs, but they're also both very good running backs and are going to eat into each other's touches. Next, we have the Los Angeles Rams. My take here, I love Allen Robinson. But I do think to an extent we are forgiving the last two seasons with the Chicago Bears to where, like, they didn't exist. They did exist. So I I think it would be a mistake to basically say, you know, 2022 Allen Robinson is the same guy who was, you know, catching a bajillion deep passes from Blake Bortles in 2015. I'm not saying I'm, you know – trying to trade every Allen Robinson piece I have or that he's a must sell. But I think that assuming this huge bounce back because he goes from, um, you know, the Bears situation to the Rams and Matthew Stafford, I think that if you're overinflating his pricing, that's the mistake that you're making. Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. What do we think about the Minnesota Vikings? We think that Alex Madison is going to continue being the most overvalued, you know, quote unquote handcuff in all of AIDS football. He has been the, you know, number one handcuff for the last two or three years. And Dalvin Cook continues to just get all of the touches. And even when Dalvin Cook is out, Madison is fine, but it's not like he's stepping in and being Dalvin Cook. Like maybe people are advertising it when they're taking him in the 10th or 11th round of redraft. All right. I got to speed things up. I got to be out here soon. Okay. Uh, Norland Saints. Uh, I'm starting to buy into the Chris Olaf thing a little bit. 
Um, the more of the uncertainty happens when Michael Thomas, I don't really too much buy into Jarvis Landry in the, in the short or long term. I think that, you know, he, his time is getting closer to done. Uh, and then Jameis Winston, you know, we're, we're, there's some uncertainty with his health, but I, it, if Winston ends up being healthy, I think Chris Olaf has legitimate like wide receiver two ability as early as, as year one, assuming Michael Thomas continues to be uncertain health wise. Now we're going to go rapid fire. So before we go into rapid fire, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at underdog. Underdog fantasy is the best place to play fantasy football this summer in underdog fantasy. Their best ball mania three tournament has $10 million in total prize money. And the best part is you draft your fantasy football team and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, no in-season management. Underdog gives you your best score each week of the season and the highest scores of the end of the year win. Champion of the best ball mania last year was drafted in June. So we're just a little, we're, we're in July, but you know, you, you still have time, plenty of time, two months left of drafting. There's no time better than now to get into your underdog draft for your shot at the million dollar draft. Plus, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code ROTOVIZ, R-O-T-O-V-I-Z. That's four free entries in Vestal Mania 3 or invent any of the other awesome contests that you find over at Underdog. It is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Um, there is no league management. Make sure that you would, uh, you know you remember that. N- nothing too complicated about that. And Underdog lets you draft your team in just minutes. Sign up with the code ROTOVIZ, R-O-T-O-V-I-Z. You'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash. When you make your first deposit of $10 or more, deposit $100, get $100 free. They have an awesome mobile app. Can't ask for better than that. Make sure you're getting involved with Underdog with your pick with your drafts, everything you need. Underdog is the way to go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Rapid fire. New York Giants. Here's my take on the New York Giants. People are trying to talk themselves into Daniel Jones, Konami Code, Daniel Jones, still relevant fantasy. Daniel Jones is terrible. Like the only good thing about Daniel Jones is he has relative job security for 2022. But I think people are overvaluing his quote unquote like fantasy floor on a week to week basis. He's terrible. He's not good. Hashtag bad. Philadelphia Eagles. 
Miles Sanders. I'm a big Miles Sanders advocate right now. I think that as the Eagles offense improves with a year two Devonta Smith and a you know a, uh, acquisition of AJ Brown, offense is only going to get better. And the big thing with Miles Sanders was he had basically I think he had one touchdown all 2021. And so that's going to increase touchdown regression is going to be in his favor. And then whether it's with the Eagles or elsewhere, he's going to have a starting job in 2023. So uh, big Miles Sanders fan right now. Next, San Francisco 49ers. Trey Lance is one of the most volatile assets in all fantasy football. And it's for good reason. Uh, he could be a top five quarterback and he could be QB 28. And obviously the other aspect of it is, is how much is he Jalen hurts where it's like, okay, it's good for fantasy top six, top seven, and it's bad for real life. So, you know, I, I think that Trey Lance obviously has a little bit more job security because he had three first round picks spent on them rather than one second round pick. Um, but yeah, my, my take is that if you're investing in, in Trey Lance, you're doing so understanding that you're taking a very high risk. Seattle Seahawks, they are the they are the team that should have traded for Baker Mayfield already. And if not, they're the team that should be tanking. So either tank or, or go for Baker. But also we talked about it over and over and over. Uh Tyler Lockett, they should trade him. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not a cap expert, but we got to figure out how to get C, C, uh, Tyler Lockett out of Seattle, maybe even ideally into Green Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked a little about the tight end situation recently with, with Gronk being jettisoned. Um, my take for now is going to be on the Buccaneers. I think that Rachad White managers who are hoping for him to have 2022 relevancy may end up being disappointed. I think I think that you know hopefully it's not a Kashawn Bond situation. But I think that we've seen enough that the the Bucks are going to rely on those veteran running backs before the before the the rookies more often than not. And so I, I do like White's long term upside, but I wouldn't count on too much in twenty twenty two. Next we have Washington Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz is bad. Terry McLaurin is good. I don't think it really is going to impact Terry McLaurin. He's consistently had bad quarterback play. Um, I think that the number one thing for Terry McCormick managers is just hoping for uh, a new quarterback once again in 2023. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, my take here is that Lamar Jackson will be a top three famous quarterback again. I think that the, the rushing upside is going to be there. You have uh, Rashad Bateman coming into his own. Yes, you lost Marquise Hollywood Brown, but you have Mark Andrews. So I, I think that you know, they're in a position as an offense with a healthy, healthy J.K. Dobbins, hopefully, um, to be able to succeed in 2022. And, and that's my opinion on that one. Buffalo Bills, uh, Dawson Knox. I like Dawson Knox as a talent, but I think that people are highly overvaluing his touchdown upside, uh, thinking that it's just going to repeat, you know, some uh, double-digit touchdowns each and every every year. I think it's highly unlikely statistically. So um, I'm fading Dawson Knox in redraft. I'm fine with him in dynasty because that Bills offense is going to be touch, scoring touchdowns for many years. But if you're if you can upgrade from Dawson Knox into one of those guys that we talked about in tier two last week, that would be a, a move that I'd be trying to make. Next with the Cincinnati Bengals, um, you know I think that this offense continues to grow. It's not not any sort of hot take here that Jamar Chase is is good is great. T Higgins is very good. And Boyd is just your consistent veteran. Um, so what's my take here? My my take is that the people who think that Hayden Hurst stinks, it doesn't matter. Um, Hayden Hurst is just as good as C.J. Ozoma, so he's going to be probably a mid-tight end two, high-end tight end two. 
So yeah, I'm fine with investing in Hayden Hurst as a tight end two and redraft or in Dynasty if you need, you know, some sort of a carousel. Cleveland Browns. My current take is that Deshaun Watson doesn't play in 2022. I still think there's a decent chance that he does play in 2022 and then doesn't play in 2023. But really nobody knows. Um, and I am currently in a hold scenario where I'm not buying or selling anyone in that Browns offense because the moment a decision comes down, like even just the clarity of it's a one-year suspension, it's a two-year suspension, whatever it is, that is going to boost the value of like everybody, essentially. I Obviously, if it's a two-year suspension, that's terrible news for Mark Cooper. But I think that in general, once this is, once, once it's clear when they're, when, when you can expect to have Deshaun Watson back, then I think that that things will start to open up in that Browns offense. Next, we have the Denver Broncos. Sometimes there's buy high. Sometimes there's guys who increase in value. Like it's justified. I think both both Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are huge buy highs, and I think that Albert O early to midseason could easily be a sell high um, because I'm not a huge believer in his long term talent, but I think that he has the he has the um, you know, opportunity now. Um, but I think people are somewhat undervaluing the Greg Dulcich, um, you know, draft pick. So I, I like Alberto in redraft to an extent. I, I think that he's solid, but I think that he could, he could go from, you know, appropriately valued to overvalued very quickly. Houston Texans. Um, I think that Davis Mills advocates are, overvaluing the likelihood that Davis Mills is the 2023 Texans starting quarterback. Indianapolis Colts. I don't know what to do with the Indianapolis Colts because Matt Ryan hasn't been good in Atlanta in recent years, but he still has been better than Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. So I I think that the pieces of of Pittman and really – that's it, right? Who am I forgetting? Oh, Pittman and Alex, Alec Pierce and Jonathan Taylor. Like, I think they're fine for, for now. And I think that in the long term, they'll eventually get a replacement. The Colts have been struggling with, the, with that concept pretty much ever since Luck retired. Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think Christian Kirk is very undervalued and redraft for the amount of targets he's going to get. Kansas City Chiefs. Marquez Valdez Scantling. I'm not like saying anything novel here, but. In best ball, I, I love Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I, I think that he is going to have his, just like he did with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have his, his fair share of 50-plus yard touchdowns. And obviously that's great for best ball. So um, if you can, you know, spend a fourth-round pick on Valdez-Scantling, that's definitely something I, I would do. Uh, you know, look, and the, the dynasty advice portion of this would be, look look at the, the Valdez-Scantling manager in your league and make an offer now, but even more so. Like when roster cutdowns coming around the around the bend, that's probably a guy who's going to be on that border. So you know, try and acquire him for as cheap as possible during that roster cutdown for a future fourth or a, a, a third for Valdez Scantling and a fourth, something like that. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, my take on on this is Darren Waller. The reason why I was hesitant-ish to put him in tier two last week was that with Darren Waller a lot of it has been target dependent and I've been like, Oh, how long are these targets going to last? And they have lasted because the Raiders haven't really had much of the wire receiver position. Now they have Devontae Adams, Derek Carr's former college teammate underreported. <laughs> um, and so I'm not sure how he will 
sustain those targets once Devontae Adams has entered the offense. Los Angeles Chargers, I talked about Gerald Everett being a little bit overvalued-ish. Um, it's kind of hard for a guy with that little value to be overvalued, but I, I think that people are going to extrapolate and be like, oh, he did this with his targets and, that, and this with this happens. Um, but in general, I think that I would rather, you know, pay up for Mike Williams or Keenan Allen uh, than try and, you know, find the cheaper option of Gerald Everett. Miami Dolphins, so I talked about, um, you know, the volatility of of Trey Lance and the 49ers. I think Tua, Tua is in prove it or don't prove it time with the Miami Dolphins. Um, and so, essentially, I think that Tua is either going to be like a second-round startup pick in 2023 in Superflex, or he's going to be like a 12th-round startup pick. Like, I think it's, it's a high volatility for Tua. Um, I I still think Tua is good, so I hope we're on the on the second round scale. But I am very much cognizant of that twelfth round possibility. Among the Patriots, Mac Jones is one of the safe, safest assets in fantasy football. I think that he has that long term Patriots job. I don't think that he is uh, has an enormous ceiling. But in Superflex, a lot of the game is like just making sure that you have a starting quarterback. So barring injury, I think Mac Jones is one, uh, one of the safest guys to be a long term starter where he's at. Zach Wilson, I'm big on buying Zach Wilson right now. I think that his upside is huge with Garrett Wilson and the uh, yeah, uh, the progression of, of Elijah Moore. So big buying on Zach Wilson right now. Two more, Pittsburgh Steelers. What's our Pittsburgh Steelers take? My Pittsburgh Steelers take is that George Pickens easily supplants Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, uh, you know, not according to him. Uh, Chase Claypool thinks he's the third best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, he's not even the third best wide receiver. I mean, he might be the third best wide receiver on the Steelers. Um, yeah, but I think that John Johnson will still be getting a heavy amount of targets. But George Pickens, I think, is going to be a very solid, you know, red zone guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers, along with Firemuth. So the, the young guys, I think, will, will propel them in, in the red zone, whether it be with Trubisky or Pickett. Or Pickett. Last take is the Tennessee Titans. We saw, even despite them having the best record in the AFC, we saw – um, you know, some regression from, from Tannehill from a statistical point of view in 2022 uh, or 2021. And then you take away, granted, AJ Brown was in now the lineup, but now you take away AJ Brown completely. And I'm very worried about their passing game. And honestly, I'm, I'm even a bit worried about Derrick Henry, not because I don't think Derrick Henry's going to be fine in terms of his abilities. Like, well, you know, what's going to happen when there is little to no threat of a deep threat with Tennessee Titans and they're able to put, you know, eight or nine in the box. So, I, you know, it, it's hard because they, they've all lost value, but I would be selling the Tennessee Titans offense if at all possible because I think it might be rough in the post-A.J. Brown era. Uh, yes, Traylon Burks is good. I'm a big fan of his. But, the, I mean, I'll be honest, it, it, it's one of those that it's going to come back to me saying this out loud, but – I do have some concerns with the the endurance stuff that's come out with the asthma and all those different things. Um, I think it is a legitimate concern. Um, and I think it's even more of a concern early on where he has to, you know, practice and get those reps in in order to, you know, earn those targets within the game. And I think that's something that's going to be important for, for Mike Vrabel in order for him to, to trust or Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tandel to trust Traylon Burks to get those, those uh, receptions. So I'm out on the Tennessee Titans offense in 2022, but I still do like Traylon Burks in the future. That should wrap us up for this week. Uh, make sure to uh, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. 
uh, and rate and review the podcast, all those fun things. And make sure you use promo code RVRADIO2022. Get a 10% discount on the road of the subscription. And promo code ROTOVIZ, R-O-T-O-V-I-Z, on underdog to get 100% deposit batch up to $100. That should do it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Kadoosh!